Welcome to the Warrior Mindset Podcast. We are your guide as you make your way through life, getting better 1% every day. We believe that life is lived and true victory won through adversity. Nothing easy is ever worth it. We believe in the warrior ethos and support those that choose to walk that path. Way of the Seal. Yeah. Eight chapters. We're rounding it out. Yeah. The last one we it's did cool some... cool how uh, they uh, all connect together, build on top of each other. Yeah, I dig it. Um, the last one we hit yeah. on a ruck, so that was cool. Yes. That was cool. So you check out the video if you skip that one, come back to this one. Um, the video on this one too, so that's cool. All right, so principle eight is uh, interesting. We're going to try. I don't know if we'll make it. There's a good chunk left, but we're going to just try to finish this book. Um because it's, you know, kind of dovetails right into the training part. Right. All right. So uh, this this principle, uh, think offense all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, what is, like, first off, just that title alone, what does that mean to you? What do you think of? Um, to me, it means avoiding complacency. Mm-hmm. Always striving to move forward, do better, improve, self-improve. Um, I guess it's offensively not like attacking, but right. always being on top of your shit. Right. Is how I think of it. Mm-hmm. You? Yeah. Very similar. Okay. Not, um, just not being reactionary. Correct. Right. Always trying to be, uh, yeah. not to be cheesy, but like proactive. Right. So right. the yeah. things I'm doing need to be setting me up and not just yeah. letting the world happen to me and yeah. then just like getting pissed off or, yeah. you know, making like even happiness. Right. Like it's really easy to get mad about stuff, but. Mm-hmm. You know, it's even harder to be happy about things because you're just most. I think most people are just sitting around waiting for something yeah. to make them happy. And if you read <laughs> the following principles, you you've been preparing right. to react to the unknown, right? And at this point, now you have those skills. You should have those skills. Mm-hmm. You practice them under pressure, and iron sharpens iron. And at this point, you can now think on the offense all the time. Mm-hmm. Um. It's one of my favorite little quotey things. Yeah. Although I did research that, and it turns out it's pretty – it's biblical. Really? Like, yeah. 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 So it gets a little weird. But oh, yeah. um, I like that iron sharpens iron. Something else I like um, in terms of thinking offensively, thinking proactively, mm-hmm. um, is a mindset shift. And I can't remember who I was just talking to about, about this, but it's this uh, concept of never losing. Mm-hmm. Right? And I say that to people like I never lose. Right? Because mm-hmm. – you either win or you learn. <laughs> yeah. And it's just sort of a mindset shift in terms of how you approach anything, like doing something new or like a business venture or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you're approaching it or approaching anything as a zero sum game, right? Yeah. It's binary. Like it's either win or no win. Right. You're probably going to lose like nine times out of 10, right? right? Right. I mean, it's just the way shit happens, you know? Yeah. But if you go into it thinking about what you're going to extract from this experience, mm-hmm. you're always going to be able to get something out of it, right? And then if yeah. you if you do lose or whatever, the 
that is, then you're still going to pull something out of it. You're still going to Yeah. Learn. I think he, he calls that in here the win-win-win solution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like so, that. So multifaceted, regardless of what side of the triangle you're mm-hmm. on, it all connects. Right, yeah. And, and so, like, he's talking about, um, like, himself. He's talking about it from a business standpoint. Like, himself, his yeah. team, and then his business. Yeah. Right, so those are the three facets of win-win-win, right? Mm-hmm. And thinking... Um, like uh, proactively or offensively like in those three domains myself personally my team yeah and then my business how can i make sure that each one of those three things pulls out a lesson from this experience mm-hmm. that we're just going through um and i i think if you just take a second and plan that before you do anything especially mm-hmm. in business those three aspects it's going to be pretty powerful at the end of it yeah um in terms of team building and you know making money and Mm-hmm. being happy and being feeling rewarded you know yeah. because you're not just going to be thinking about you know we just got our ass kicked all the time because let's face it uh, especially right now i don't know many businesses that aren't getting their asses kicked yeah you know but if you are sure. smart about what you're doing yep and you're learning because this is a yep. really bad climate to be yep. doing business in if you're learning during that process mm-hmm. just think about how strong you're going to be when you get mm-hmm. out of this shithole and then there's and he talks about some of the rules to break when it comes to decision making at, toward the end of this, this right. principle, right. but I just think about my my current my day job, and we've we've talked about this briefly, but they had to make some really quick decisions earlier this year that were very unpopular. Okay. With a lot, well, a lot of the staff because they laid off like twenty percent of our it's, staff. It's common, yeah. But then this week they gave us all a bonus because the people that are left they've worked their butts off, and so they had. They had the vision, they had the experience from past experiences where they're like, we have to do this quick now, rip the Band-Aid off. Mm. Um, but and then they completely reorged, they did everything really fast, and now we're like, we're on the up and up. Okay. <laughs> so it's like, it it's working. Right. Right. It's working. So we all kind of, to me, I'm like, I don't know, so I'm, I'm going to trust them, but it's all worked out very well. Right. Unpopular. They broke the rules. They did it, ripped the band-aid off, and um, I'm sure it wasn't perfect. They want they definitely learned stuff from that. Sure, but I don't know something little to That's cool to connect it all. Um, one of the there's a technique here. Um, he's he's he sets it up um, in the very beginning part. Um, mm-hmm. He says his intention. Uh, is that you'll never be caught in, def- in a defensive mental posture again. You can't hope mm-hmm. for the best and then wait to see what happens. Instead, you'll scan the field, prepare for the worst yeah. with contingencies, and take action with the first sign of opportunity. Yes. Always be prepared to take action. Gosh, so- this reminds me of my freaking my, – my volleyball coach in college. He was a football player mm-hmm. by trade, and he turned volleyball coach for some crazy reason. But, a weird, but he was really good at angle. it. Yeah. Yeah, state championship, all the things. Um, but his thing was like, never be caught in your, on your heels. Right. Never be caught in your heels. Right. Metaphorically, physically, because once you're caught in your heels, it's too late to recover. Right. That's true. It's true. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's true in fighting too. I was going to make a fighting metaphor and that, that's a good one. I hadn't thought about, um, being on your heels, which mm-hmm. is very true because you always want to keep mm-hmm. your posture. You don't want to overreach. You don't want to lean back too far, physically speaking. Right. Um, but one of the things that I teach in fighting is, to find your base, mm-hmm. right? They talk about finding a base a lot. Mm. And the reason we do that is 
we find our base, like whether your base is to sort of hunker down and cover up hmm. or if your base is to, you know, sort of a guard, put your hand out and keep people away, whatever that base is, whenever you're fighting someone, if shit hits the fan and you start getting overwhelmed, yeah, you know, mentally and physically, but you mm -hmm. just don't know what to do, you don't know how to counter what they're doing, you go to your base. Mm. Protect yourself, weather the storm, and then recover. Yeah. Right? And I, I think um, hmm. that's a good a good thing to discover in yourself, both, you know, maybe physically. Yeah. Probably easier. <laughs> yeah. Like mentally. Oh, for sure. Spiritually, relationship-wise. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing. Like, where is your base? What, yeah. What point are you in where you can actually relax, plan, and mm -hmm. think strategically? Right. And think about it. Yeah, where, of being where do like you go? In like, oh, shit mode. Yeah, where do you go? You'd be like, okay, how do I get out of this? Mm -hmm. and now, I think, in a fight, it's going to be like, pretty, pretty dang quick. Yeah, it does. And yeah, it's a little more physical, a little yeah. more immediate. But, like, you think about it. Like, where where do most people go? And I'm talking about people that don't really try very hard. You know, they go to Netflix. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe they drink. I mean, I don't know mm -hmm. what thing people do. Yeah. What vice they lean on. Right. But I think that what he's suggesting is you you find something that begins to sharpen sharpen yeah. your mind or or just give you a positive place to go. You know, maybe it's not so destructive. Um, yeah, and I think like can't hope for the best. Just I see that again. I think it goes back to like, complacency or just thinking like, oh well, it's gonna happen. Whatever happens, and I I've heard a lot of people like, well, I'm just waiting for whatever religion the waiting for them to tell me what to do right. or like i'm like right but you're a part person like you can do whatever you want to do mm -hmm. i mean it's um yeah or not even religious wise but um in any case just waiting for someone to tell you what to do or um yeah, it's like you're waiting a for hope the and a prayer right i'm like yeah. that's and there's a quote in here that i really love but basically why not do it now because the time is going to pass anyway that's right so plan like you know, that was, that was something early on uh, when I was first discovering, I think, working out in the gym and that lifestyle um, mm -hmm. that kind of kept coming back to me was like, wow, imagine if I would have started a year ago. Imagine yeah. if I would have started this yeah. two years ago where I'd be. You know, when you start finally start to see a little progress, you're like, shit, I wasted a lot of time because mm -hmm. I was waiting on something that never came, you know? Yeah. And I don't, I don't know how you explain that to people. I don't, I don't think you can. Well, unfortunately, I think we see, like we talked about, we the very first thing you said was just waiting for the shit fan. Mm -hmm. Like having a heart attack. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. it, it's so sad, but right. it's, that's honestly, a, when, I think you're right. Very sm There's a very small portion of people who are reasonably, I like, you know what? I'm going to go into the gym. I'm going to get a membership and just start doing it. Right. It usually it takes done. something extreme. Right. Something that scares the shit out of them. Right. With anything, it it seems like you know, you know, relationships falling apart. You're like, oh shit, I need to like get my shit together, mm -hmm. or it's have a stroke, or <laughs> you know, like it could be, but it's usually something really drastic, yeah. unfortunately. Right, or you lose a loved one, and you're mm -hmm. like, that's not going to be me, right? Whatever it is, right, right. Um, so the, the, we're just on the first two pages, yeah. Here, but God, uh, there's so much to talk about in here. There's four things, and, and I did want to did want to ask you these because um, mm -hmm. I have my own. Things. So he gives you these tools, mm -hmm. um, not really tools, they're, they're things to do to sort of um, 
build that office of mindset. So one of them is developing unwavering confidence. Mm -hmm. So I don't know about the word unwavering because, you know, that I know where he's coming from. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's saying develop a level of arrogance, but there's a difference between being confident in yourself and being arrogant. Right. (laughs) But how do you, how do you, and I'm asking you as a, you know, former collegiate athlete, person that ran for office, bodybuilder, all this stuff, business owner, like, how do you develop confidence? Like, what are some things that you do to even get yourself like like revved up to go do something big? To well, a lot of things. I, I try to think, and not from like a I know everything standpoint, but of course, I'm like, okay, I know the I know more about this specific topic, like a about to go into a talk or coaching someone I'm like i know more than most people do about the subject so i'm like mm-hmm. okay let's go over what i know mm-hmm. of course i don't know everything um but try to understand like kind of where i am compared to my audience right um and if i'm not if i'm talking to a group who's more informed than me but like, look i don't know everything you do you guys are the experts mm-hmm. but kind of being humble with my confidence if that makes sense yeah oh yeah 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 I also, it takes, like, if I'm going into, like, a big meeting, customer meeting or whatever, like, I'll get up and get dressed for the day. Like, I know we're all working from home right now. Right. But I have right. makeup on stuff because I had tip. meetings with, with we're doing a new, a huge project for the company. You see your face. Yeah. So, I'm like, it helps you. you it's wash like, your hair, brush It's your like put ladies putting on heels. Like, it makes you feel a little better about yourself. Yeah. Or if you get some new gym clothes, like, it makes you yeah. walk to the gym a little, you know. Yes, mm, it does. Mm, mm, it like, does. Yeah, I've got the new shoes on right now. Um, here, I got the nobles. So, yeah, it's one of the things I learned um, working from home was that I couldn't work in the same room that I slept in. Yeah, that's right. And I also, close. I also needed to need to get up, make my bed, and yeah. put on clothes. Yeah. Right. Because if I just go to the living room, you know, in the same clothes you slept in, mm. you sit mm. there for a while, you waste a lot of time, mm. and it, it's not like you're not treating it like your job. Yeah, definitely don't do that with your job. You get up, shower, get dressed, go. Right. You know. Um, Another thing I will say from a like athletic standpoint is, I go to a place of, um, if you know me, like I have a little bit of a chip on my shoulder. That's how what's got me through. What's got me through my life. But I'll listen to some like music, and that kind of just brings back mm. those feelings of just like, fucking crank, tell me what to do. Crank up the Nickelback. Oh, yeah. you know it, man. <laughs> That new Cardi song. Yeah. It was something like that just gets me pumped that takes me back. Like last night we were listening to Tupac in the gym. That right. reminded me of like my college days of right. just being like right. freaking tell me what to do. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna blow this up, I'm gonna swing hard, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna be there for so my teammates. I, I think what we're talking about is uh one way to help build confidence is to build little routines. Yeah. And then rehearse those routines and, yeah. and it becomes sort of like your your um pre whatever meditation. Yeah. Right. It's getting into the headspace mm-hmm. of you ever, whatever you're about to do. You ever rehearse? Oh yeah. Yeah, like if you're going to go into a meeting, do you, do you oh, rehearse totally what, the topics and stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll do that too. We it, it's a especially at work, it's like a performance. And you, you can, know this. You've done plenty of client presentations. And you can really tell when someone is just like they're not prepared. They're out of it. Oh man. totally. They didn't even prepare at all. They didn't yep. even read the email. You can tell. Yeah. <laughs> like why am I here? Yeah. You're like, I was actually in a meeting yesterday. Perfect example. He was leading a call, or supposed to lead a call, with our new vendor. And he gets on, he's like, it was quiet for like a minute. And he was like, Heather, 
Carolyn, are you going to jump in? And we're like, What's that mean? You, this is your meeting. Yeah, he's you like, he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, he had no idea. Rut row. He was caught on his heels, so to speak. Yeah, literally. <laughs> well, that's why it's a saying. All right, so sharpening your awareness. Mm. What, what are some things that you've done or do or think about doing to help prepare you for being in that moment? Let's say you're in that, in that training scenario or you're in that meeting to be aware of, like, the fuck happened. Doing the homework. Yeah. Doing oh, your homework, okay. preparing um, for a client presentation. It's, um, we'll have like a sidebar chat going on. So if we like, we miss something like, oops, you weren't supposed to say that. Nice. Like, nice. went back. Like, that is a bonus of, of not meeting in person. That's true. You get to keep the notes open. Yep. <laughs> we have chat going. Yeah. Hell and yeah. we'll chat during, like, uh, we did that last channel. night. We were on the call with our vendor who's screwing up royally. Or chatting, I'm like, hey, don't forget to ask about this. She's like, oh, yeah. Mm. She kind of slid it in. Whoop. And I was like, oops. Yeah, score. <laughs> but, but then I guess sharpening awareness comes from constantly, like for volleyball, like constantly practicing your skills. Right. Like fighting. Like right. you don't just like practice right. probably like, okay, I'm good forever. Right. You, you no, continually you, have to sharpen. You have to hone that. So when you get into that bunker up. mode trying to – you have to mm-hmm. build. Get the fuck out. Yeah, what is the next thing? Right, what are, you, what are you going to do? Yeah, if you don't train for the next thing, then you get lost. Yeah. So preparation. Yeah, preparation. That's a, that's a strong one. Um, all right, doing the unexpected. What does that mean to you? Um, To me... I don't read that as pivot. No. Right. Well, maybe compared to what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. So in my campaign, like, this whole, like, virus thing going on, like, everyone's talking about I don't they weren't talking about the root issue of things so mm-hmm. I just went off and like let's talk about like the health of our country they rarely do. Yeah. let's talk about like let's get to like the let's talk about this so I started the conversation I'm taking a little bit of credit here but with my team um we were talking about things unexpectedly before anybody else was and people were like yeah you were why are you saying that why are you saying like very strong why are you saying that and but now they're all talking about it. I'm like okay whatever I guess, a, you know, hey. following. That's right. Being That's being a leader. It is. In my opinion. Mm-hmm. And that's how tech new tech companies come out mm-hmm. of the woodwork, right? That's, that's how, how you know, we're changing the gym, how we do things. Because you, you know, yeah. the, your website thing for the gym, like you saw a, something unexpected, something that was needed, very unexpected. Yeah. And everyone copies it. Everyone copies it, <laughs> right. Floods the that's what but, happens, yeah. right? But that, um, it's being, that's to me, that's like, being a risk taker in a way, in a way, but seeing opportunity, being opportunistic. Yeah. I think other people see it as taking risks, but in reality, no, it's really not a risk as much as it is it's like, like just, you know, going. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing doing the unexpected, um, you know, little things like detail work, like my, my, mm-hmm. one of my business partners, um, in the web design business, he, I, I kind of made fun of him because we finished a project and he's like, here's what I'm going to start doing. We finish a project. We're going to have champagne. We're going to like pop a cork with yeah. him and sit down with him yeah. and just not talk about the project except for the fact that it's done. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's dumb. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But the, the times we've done it, the, our clients fucking love it. Of course they do. Yeah. They love it. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I would say most mm-hmm. of the time we get more work out of them after we've done that that thing. And you know, I thought it was silly, but mm-hmm. it is very unexpected. People yeah. don't do things like that anymore. 
you know mm-hmm. people don't people don't send thank you notes yeah and that seems like a little hmm. cheesy like you know how to sell a meme right this like hmm. send a thank you send a handwritten note or whatever and you think like well that's so cheesy hmm. of course everyone does that no no one does that no one does it yeah i mean i did that during my campaign um i mean think about how many times have you gotten an actual handwritten note from some shit you bought there are certain companies who go above mm-hmm. and beyond mm-hmm. you know i get uh, organic facial care stuff eminence by the way by natural skincare.com <laughs> um but every every time they pack it they sign a little note and say hey i packed this for you mm-hmm. let us know what you need here are some extra samples i think you'll like based off of your you know that's awesome what you typically buy and you you stay with it and i stay with it yeah because they're great like they know what i like they know what samples i want um guaranteed it's not the same person ever twice but that follow-through is really really i've done that with things like um you get that handwritten note uh you okay oh yeah just making sure you get that handwritten note from some Mm -hmm. products you spend a good bit of money on and you're like well that was awesome you know i i remember um I'm, I'm caught i don't remember the name of the company but it was a um a supplement company mm-hmm. and uh, i had uh, gotten a sample kit or whatever and i don't know why but like th- i had an email exchange with them i'm trying to remember and like um the guy asked me what i was trying to do i was trying to figure out some shit because i was gonna mm-hmm. uh, take a, a black belt test that was gonna last like for like three days mm-hmm. and i was like trying to experiment with things that i could fuel myself yeah. with for three days and um I mean, it turns out it's just food. That's what it but <laughs> I was trying different things. Um, but I remember asking uh, the guy and talking to him about it. And then, like, after the date of the test, yeah. it was on Facebook. And the guy had friended me on Facebook. Oh, that's cool. After the test, he sent me, like, a care package and was like, that is awesome. this is some recovery stuff you should try. And he was like, congrats or whatever. I'm like, holy shit. That's what and I that... did buy stuff for several years. Right. And I think I've just – I don't take the supplements anymore. Like, yeah. it just – no, I just eat real food, but you know, yeah, whatever. Happens. But it was yeah. like, like, damn, that was really cool. Like, yeah, a really far above and beyond. And yeah, I don't know if they were just a small company or yeah, if that's just the way they do business. Um, but it was awesome. It's First Form. First Form is the name of the company. First, form. and the guy. Um, are they still in business? Yes, they're huge. Um, hmm. yeah, they're huge now. So I remember. Anyway, that's look like those guys up. Politicians are good at that shit, man. Handwritten notes. Like I got a letter from um, Car- Corson. Mm-hmm. Senator Corson, mm-hmm. who's like, my wife voted for you. You ran a great campaign. I was like, oh shit, that's cool. I was like, I'm gonna just this guys watching. I'm me. gonna hang on to this. <laughs> a little creepy. Well, it's a little creepy. People are watching you that don't you don't think they're going to, but yeah, those little things go a long way. Leading with rapid execution. That's the last one here. Yeah. Um, so that's something to hone. Yeah. I read that as well. Well, you how do you read? No, that? you go. You go first. I read it time. as um, being able to make and act on decisions. Oh my gosh. Yes. Right. Being being that's decisive. Like, yeah. I think that one that is a uh, an example of what a real leader does. They mm-hmm. they make decisions, even if like they're not like you don't want to make stupid wrong decisions that cost you thousands of dollars or get you hurt. Yeah. But you do want to make a decision and just live with it and do it. Yeah. Right. But right I, or wrong, right? Yeah. And I think so many people just kind of sit and wait and wait yes and wait yes in another fighting analogy you can see fighters that do that they're just waiting and waiting and waiting mm-hmm. um and if you follow like uh ufc at all they don't stay in the ufc very long because they are boring and 
they go. You yeah. Know? And it's just like, it's not, you're never going to actually achieve anything unless you do something. You're just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Slow clap. <laughs> right. Absolutely. I mean, I'm all for doing something, whether it's, it may not be 100% correct, but to his points, if you're confident in your past ex- you know, mm-hmm. trusting yourself and your past experiences. You've done the work. You've sharpened your awareness. Right. You've done the research. You've prepared. Yeah, and you're, you're probably you're, pretty much in there. You're, 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 yeah. You should trust your judgment. You're in the pocket. You're, you're good. Yeah. And it may not be 100%, but you're doing something. Right. That's why I say, like, come to the gym. Like, mm-hmm. it's okay. You don't, like, doing the prescribed workout. You're not, like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to do that right now. Like, I'm gonna start running so I can come to the gym. I'm like, what? Actually, if you start doing our workouts, yeah, you'll, you can run. you'll run better. Yeah, I know. Anyway, um, we're on page two. Yeah, there's a lot packed into this. It is. Um, we're kind of covering everything. We are. We are. The the little point here: destiny can strike anytime, anywhere. Yeah. I mean, that's true. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you think about the resilience that that you oh, have, gosh. right? And I think a lot everybody has it, like you mm-hmm. know, because the opportunity, the the result is like you either just like go on with life or mm-hmm. die. Like most people just keep going, but we all have that resilience baked in. But but how many times does it feel like when something bad happens, like the air conditioner goes out in your house, mm-hmm. something else bad happens, and then something else bad, and mm-hmm. you're just like all these things are happening. Like how do you get out of that? You know? Yeah. Like do you just kind of like it just kind of happens? You just eventually get out of it, or do you? you know, do you like purposefully get out of it? You know what I mean? And I think that's the difference in what he's talking about. Yeah. You know, um, it's having that, having that resiliency, having these things that you're sort of, mm-hmm. sort of central to everything you do all the time. Mm-hmm. You're building these things that let you mm-hmm. purposefully get out of that slump. Well, I'll tell you, I'm going to tell you the opposite approach to that. See what you think. Okay. So well, how I read that is that, um, Maybe it's not completely opposite, but what I find is that when people see other people, it seems like good things are happening to them. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, that was just luck. That was just, you were, it was destiny for you. It was, you know. Or it's easy for you. It was, yeah, it was easy for you. You've been, you were born like that. I'm like. No, like yeah. work my ass off for right. you know right. and doing all the things listed above mm-hmm. for years mm-hmm. to get the job. Mm-hmm. It's part of the problem with being judgmental. Yeah. Right. Is that you don't you know, you see that person having success, mm-hmm. but you don't see the all the late nights they work, yeah. all the sacrifice, like the not spending time with their family that they mm-hmm. put in, all the pain that they suffered while they're working out. Right. You don't see that yes. because they don't show you that. Yeah. You know, so I think you, you just have to like. Unless you post everything you eat and do on Facebook or Twitter. Or, or if you're just <laughs> completely fake, like most Instagram influencers. It's true. But I mean, the, the, I think the point of our argument here right. is that like, don't judge it. Like there is work there. You know? mm-hmm. And you be humble enough to learn from that you know yeah i i kind of got fed up that's why i'm not on facebook anymore because it was um i see so much of just like 
there's a lot going on, like talking about cancel culture and things like that. Oh, yeah, it's just yeah. being like, shut them down. They're not perfect. I'm like, yeah. who out there is so fucking perfect that I don't know? Right. Like, get over it, man. Like, mm-hmm. I, um, yeah. It's, <laughs> I, I don't like people who just jump to conclusions and think that, yeah, yeah. Everyone's life is so rosy. Like, mm-hmm. Gene, like, you just were Work- gifted this, this great business. Right. How long have you worked for this thing? Right. Seven years. Yeah. I mean, Almost All a decade. The time. Yeah, it's right. a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. So I, that's the big pet peeve. They don't but, see that stuff. But that's how destiny can strike. And that's what I think he's talking about is like, if you do these things, you set yourself up, mm-hmm. you know. Well, a, a good yeah. friend of mine, uh, Aaron Draplin, he's a well-known graphic designer, but he, um, he always says, Gene, always be ready for the big leagues. <laughs> when they call you up, be ready to go. That's yeah. how he says it. Um, yeah. But he's got a point. Like, if you're trying to be the best that you can be at anything, mm-hmm. you need to be ready mm-hmm. to make that step to the next level. Mm-hmm. Because if you're just doing your thing, but yeah. you're not, like, doing these things, mm-hmm. and you get that call, and not, that might be luck, you know, because mm-hmm. a lot of times a big break for people, it is just being in the right place at the right time. And that's good for them. And that's cool. That happens. But there is such thing as a one-hit wonder. Absolutely. Like, how many times in music have we seen – a band that has one song and then you never hear like there's 40 years and then you don't ever hear from them a lot of times yeah right so yeah. like when you get that call mm-hmm. have your shit together you know what i mean be, be ready because that's how you that's how you get to that next like next level you know and that, all these things and just doing these things yep um purposefully um, anyway so that's that's Absolutely. kind of um i think I think we covered a lot of this stuff yeah, we did. Um, in this uh, principle eight. You got yeah. anything else? I mean, that's, I mean, he goes into the, into very detailed some details, but I mean, I do like some of the rules to break, like being a multitasker. Nice yeah, guys. Well, pick, some, pick some of those up. Pick some of those up. Where are we at? Um, what rules should be broken? Man, more is better. I'm guilty of that one because a lot of times you see, especially in our culture, I think we talked about this in maybe a couple episodes ago, but in especially in Western civilization, it's it's applauded to be overly busy, to have a packed calendar, to mm-hmm. like, oh my God, I'm so busy. Like I can't, you know, work in 10 jobs, like, or I don't, I don't know how to put it, but <laughs> basically. Which one? Overworking. Uh, number three. Okay, gotcha. More is better. Yeah, definitely not. Even when it comes to training, you mm-hmm. know. Right, more not, volume doesn't necessarily, doesn't necessarily mean success. Yeah, that can right. break. Um, and I usually train like longer workouts. Right. Yesterday's workout almost killed me. I was like, "How come I can do like an hour workout?" Was that the ten to one? Yes. Deadlifts and burpees. But yeah. a five minute workout will. Yep crush my soul yes <laughs> i'm like oh my god it's supposed to <laughs> it does it totally yeah does. if you yeah if you go into if you do crossfit or do any workouts and you go in and there's just two things <laughs> oh that's and it's set for like five to ten minutes you're like you're gonna, shit you're, you're <laughs> yeah you're just gonna die that's the whole point um yeah that kind of goes more is better i think the multi the being a great multitasker thing mm-hmm. um i think i think those are those kind of go hand in hand for me yeah in a way um the multitasking thing i spent a lot of time early on in 
my career, uh, building my businesses or whatever, that mm-hmm. I thought that I always needed my email open mm-hmm. and I always needed to. Done. yeah like i just didn't just trying to do too much shit. yeah and i, I mm-hmm. would always find myself up against deadlines pushing you mm-hmm. know like just spending time late not getting ahead but just trying to be caught up yeah I, and I, it took me a long time to realize that if i just do one thing at a time yeah and finish it mm-hmm. then it's gone <laughs> yeah you know um what's the what's the guy um i can't remember his name he talks about um paying off debt what's Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey. His yes. his theory on paying off debt is you pick the thing that you can pay off the fastest. Snowball. Yeah, you get it done, and mm-hmm. I, that is the opposite of multitasking. You know, because yeah. you think about debt too. Most people just pay all the debt across the spectrum. You're not gonna get anywhere. And it and that's the trap that they yeah. want you in. Right, <laughs> of course, because you'll never pay it off. Right. And what I love about because we're doing that, even me personally. Okay. And I knew you were doing something. I, I didn't yeah, know. that's it. So we're focusing on lowest debt. We start throwing our money towards the next debt. And it builds and builds. And but builds. it's also like a mental thing. So like once we pay off a debt, it's like a win. we went out to a nice dinner. Right. And we pop that bottle of champagne. Nice. To get you ready for that next, you know, six, mo- six months of right. chicken and bean- like beans, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like not eating out, you know. Yeah. Sacrificing. Sacrificing. Mm-hmm. And it works. Yes. But that's definitely breaking the rule of For sure. spreading. And also like having a credit score. That's a different conversation talking about money. But yeah, having... that can be a game too. But yeah. Yes. Um anyway, I don't want to get <laughs> that's a, that's a completely different podcast. Yes. yes and I'm not a finance scores. expert. So um anyway. Me either, but I am a uh you know, a focus expert in a way. And what I've what I've done is I will come into work you know, for the sit down desk work mm-hmm. from about nine until about noon. Mm-hmm. And I will focus. Mm-hmm. Like that's when my computer's open, I'm working, like doing tasks, like, mm-hmm. you know, the actual thing. Um, and I don't like to be bugged when I'm doing that yeah. as I'm sure Greg thinks I'm grumpy most of the time, but I'm, it's because I'm getting stuff done. <laughs> and then around 1230, I'm done. Like, yeah. I will put it down. Yeah. You know, cause one, I know the pile of work, Never goes away. There's always a, oh, a fucker just... throwing stuff on your pile. Yeah. Right? So the pile never goes away. It's a fallacy. Mm-hmm. Like the whole zero inbox thing. Right? Oh, like, my gosh. I get no. it. And it feels great if you got zero Ugh. emails in your inbox. But it's, just, it's, <laughs> it's usually fake. You usually fake it because you make folders and you just file stuff. It's like your desktop being dirty and you're like, yeah. August 7th, yeah. dump everything. So you're like, oh, I got right. my desktop. Yeah. <laughs> I do that sometimes. They call it inbox bankruptcy or whatever they call it. But like. Oh, man. Um, yeah. It's not about that. It's just about getting tasks completely done. Yes. Right. Follow and, through. Yeah. And not like little to-do list mm-hmm. tasks, like mm-hmm. big things, you know, like yeah. I got to finish this report. Just do the thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then it's gone. It's done. Yeah. As opposed to like, I'm going to do a little bit of that. Now I'm going to answer this email. And then mm-hmm. I get this phone call. And then I got this meeting. And then I'm going to come back to this. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, shit, I got to do this. Man, you should have hired me like years ago. That's what I do for a living. Is it, that's <laughs> I how you focus. Work? I focus. My job, I'm a project manager. I make people focus on, because I'm in charge of a timeline and deliverables. You manage their calendar? Yeah. Okay. Well. I mean, as much as you I can. I don't micromanage Yeah, them. You, can, you can micromanage They're professional. Off, so yeah. I'm like, you need to do this shit by this date. And then what I'll do, depending on the person, I'll, and I'll learn their habits pretty fast. But, like, for you, I would schedule, like, 
a weekly sync just to be like, okay, where are you? What tasks did you complete? What do you need help with? Right. Because I'm there to remove obstacles from them. Um, right. That's So I will do as much hand-holding as I need to. But typically, some people just need to, like, sit down in a room and, like, go through it together. And thinking my husband likes to do that. I don't know why I just don't do that with him. What's anyway, that? <laughs> he, he likes to sit beside someone and like, yes. do it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I'm learning things all the time. Yeah, a lot of uh, – I know uh, in the, the – I know web development, website development, and software development. I don't know, like, computer software development, but internet-based stuff. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of developers, they like um, – you, I know you know this term, but I'm speaking to people who might be listening, the paired programming. I don't know if you guys – Okay. Um, so – I've probably done it before. I just don't know the term. You have, and it. your people probably do. It's where the developers, one and another person, will literally sit side by side okay. and work on a project. Oh, yeah, yeah. For a set amount of time. They call it pair program. They might even be working on the same thing. And so they're like huh. bouncing ideas off each other and they're whatever working mm -hmm. at the same time. Yeah. I mean, I did not know I do that all the time. It can be highly productive or highly destructive. Yeah. If you're not focused. <laughs> yeah. And you kind of like go off. Oh, I've seen that happen too. Yeah. So like playing Warcraft instead of you working. You show up and you're, well, or else I take something like completely different. I'm like, yeah. How the hell did you get here? Yeah. Yeah. Like, can, well, we started talking about this. And I'm like, yeah, that can happen. You just wasted a day. So you got to so, be careful of yeah. who you. Pair. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's usually a senior level person with someone else mm -hmm. and there's learning involved. But mm -hmm. um, so yeah, your husband definitely likes to pair program on projects. Yeah, he does. And um, you know, whatever. I mean, some people work well that way. Yeah. Some people I had some employees that worked really super well that yeah. way. And then I had some employees that they were like, keep them away from me, you know. So it happens. So interesting is like at work, I do that so intuitively. Because mm -hmm. that's all I do all day is just like it's basically just navigating politics and like, well, yeah, it's all yeah. playing yeah. with, I hate to say it, but you're yeah. making people do shit for you all day. Yeah, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And at home, I'm like, fuck, fuck it. Like I kind of, cause I like, all I do is control right. situations all day right. long. Um, so that's something I personally have to work on is like, Yeah, the best leaders, uh, best leaders in a business sense, maybe military. I've never been in the military, but and I definitely know in sports sense, the best leaders don't dictate by fear. They mm -hmm. dictate by convincing and leading and setting the example and doing. That's the best way yes. for people to follow you, I think. Um, well, you can talks, certainly do it by fear. He talks about this. It's trust. Like, are you going to trust someone who just yells in your face all the time? I mean, well, you're gonna do what they say. You're gonna do what they say. But you're gonna hate them, <laughs> right? So, like, what he says is like, trust is the currency of leadership. Mm -hmm. It must flow both ways. Soldiers must trust their leaders, and leaders must trust their soldiers. Low trust leads to more costly and slower execution because it reduces risk taking and innovation. Right. Hell yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> so yeah. true. You've worked for bad bosses before. Oh yeah. And you're like, yeah. I do not want to do anything for you. Yeah. Then you work for I bosses. I can't stand you. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, I don't trust you. I don't like you. I feel like you're being mm -hmm. like, you're doing this for selfish reasons. I know you're not in it for the greater good. You know, all those things. Yeah. And that's just what demoralizes like my last job, just like morale and zero trust. And I'm like, I don't want to work right. hard for you. Right. Yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. I'm going to steal all the staples, <laughs> you know, all like the office supplies yeah, yeah. are mine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You just don't trust them. 
So cool. So how would you how would you wrap this one up? Thinking offense all the time. Oh, um, gosh. I mean, I'd wrap it up by doing the four things that the man says to do because I think just it's do them. Just do I, them. Yeah, yeah, just do it. Your like, bunker. Like your yeah. schedule for the day. Yeah. Like, it, I think you can't lose if you, you go into your day with a set things that you need to accomplish mm-hmm. and how to do them. Mm-hmm. Like at work, if I don't put it on my calendar, I don't, I'm not going to, I have too much shit to do. Let me add but, to that. Go ahead. No, I, I was just saying, I, we all have our personal things we do. Mm-hmm. Me, it's, you know, if, if I don't go to the gym, I wake up, I walk the dogs. Right. I'll listen to like a political podcast just to catch my mind what the hell's going on in the world have my coffee maybe read a little bit of something yeah like it sets me for the day right and then i'm like okay between you know eight and nine i'll like look at emails mm-hmm. like you do mm-hmm. you just set up your shit mm-hmm. let me add something to that um i want to make sure that people are clear that while i said i like from nine to twelve and i like to do that and like the, the system you're talking about mm-hmm. It's not always going to be that way. It doesn't always happen. Something's going to yeah. happen. You're going to have to take your kid to the dentist or, mm-hmm. you know, your dog's going to get loose or some somebody's going to throw down a meeting that you have to go deal with because yep. some client's losing their shit or, like, you yep. know, have an injury or whatever it is. Yeah. You, you can't fall apart yeah. when that one day out of 365 days times however mm-hmm. old you are or you, you have left to live. Yeah. Like, it's a long time. I think you need to think um, – not to be Gary Vee about it, but I think you need to think macro. Like, yeah. Just think about what you're doing in the grand scheme and yeah. how that system of getting things done is affecting you, yeah. not just in the one day or the one hour. Like, mm-hmm. ah, I don't want to talk to this person. Mm-hmm. Like, you gotta, you gotta have some resiliency in the fact that, like, it might not go according to plan. Mm-hmm. I think that's also what he's talking about being that's... offensive minded, but like, it's not going to happen like that all the time. No, and, and that's. Literally the entire book. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> is being like yeah. life sucks and shit happens. Grit, yeah. Freaking deal with it. Right. And move on. And that's so hard to do though. I will say, like, being like having injuries or I was so naive even like a few years ago when I would get hurt, like, oh my God, like it's all over. I'm not sure if it's frozen. Yeah, or not. when it does that. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, stop. <laughs> kind of saves or something, whatever it does. But being naive to think it's, you know, all over, but there will be setbacks. Mm-hmm. And um, what I find is when you're in, when you have those setbacks and maybe in areas where you're not comfortable, it can seem like the world's over more than it is. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, it's like working on your finances, like mm-hmm. we are, you know, something will come up and like, oh my gosh, we're not going to, we're never going to be out for debt. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, that's not true. Like yeah. you just had a bad few months of mm-hmm. crap coming up. And like, it's okay to have those emotions and those reactions. Yeah. It's okay. Like it's okay to freak yeah, out for a bit. For sure. You, But. It's just over, you yeah. know, and I yeah. don't think. I think you do have to have that bounce back ability, the resiliency to be like, okay, yeah. well that sucked yesterday, but you know, yeah, Saturday's a new day, you know. Yeah, I remember losing my job at a graduate school, and mm-hmm. I went home. I cried for a day. Yep. The next day, I went into a dog bakery 
And that job. led me into my next job, which got me my next job. And I'm still best friends, with, like really good friends with her. So it's right. like, you just don't know. Yep. But just, yeah. you can sulk. It's totally fine. Cry. Get out yeah, of your it's, system. It's cool. It's, I mean, shit. But We're be humans. in your bunker. Mm-hmm. Have a plan. And That's then right. fucking go for it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right. That's a good way to end it, I think. <laughs> Let's stop this one.